A green bonds Africa's silver bullet climate response from other thousand cities and 126 countries. Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission, says green bonds as part of initiatives to help Africa attract climate financing. Von der Leyen made the commitment at the Africa Climate Summit in Kenya. This summit is a crucial step to prepare the upcoming COP28 meeting and to make sure that Africa's voice resonates around the world and that Africa's priorities as a continent that is most affected by climate change are duly taken on board. We hear you, President Ruto, and dear friends, when you say that Africa's first priority is to grow your economy, yes, and lift as many people as possible out of poverty. Yes, you're so right. Climate action is part of the solution. You are part of the solution with your huge potential for renewable energy and clean hydrogen, your critical raw materials, your incredible nature and biodiversity, and your young workforce. You can help clean up global energy systems and supply chains while creating good jobs here and economic opportunities yet that your people demand rightly so. This is a win-win partnership which benefits Africa and the world. For instance, the benefits of expanding Africa's clean energy sector would be massive. By speeding up the transition to solar and wind power, energy sector jobs in Africa could double in a few years. Climate action can be one of the main drivers of Africa's growth. But for this, Africa needs massive investment. And Europe wants to be your partner, wants to be your partner in closing this investment gap. First of all, we fully support the need for multi-development, multilateral development bank reform. It is time to move from words to action, absolutely. We're not only interested in extracting resources. We want to partner with you to create local value chains, to create good jobs here in Africa. We want to share European technology with you. We want to invest in skills for local workers. This is crucial for the young people because the stronger you are as suppliers, the more Europe will diversify supply chains towards Africa, and the more we both will de-risk our economies. It's a clear win-win. Namibia, for instance, is now building a new hydrogen industry, as well as rare materials value chains, in partnership with Europe. Yet, public money from major economies, however crucial, is not enough. And this is why we need to bring the conversation on climate financing to the global stage at COP28. Let me briefly share three specific points that will be discussed here in Nairobi to pave the way towards COP28. First, on attracting private investment to Africa. Second, on carbon pricing and carbon credits. And third, on setting global targets for the energy transition. 
On the first point, the green transition will require an unprecedented scale of private investment. Public finance will not suffice. This is true for Europe, but it is also true for emerging market and developing economies. Private capital will need to be mobilized at scale. And here, green bonds are widely recognized as providing part of the solution. This is why we just put forward a new proposal to attract private investment. It's called Global Green Bonds Initiative. We know that emerging economies can face hurdles to access capital markets, but we can change that together. Europe has the biggest and most advanced green bond market in the world, so we are ready to share our expertise with your teams on how to develop your own green bond markets. And at the same time, we will push on the investor side, together with the European Investment Bank and our member states, we are allocating 1 billion euros to de-risk private investments in emerging markets. This could help to attract up to 20 billion euros in sustainable investment. So, let's work together on that to build and grow Africa's green bond markets and let us bring together this crucial point to COP28. There's another solution that would unlock huge resources for climate action in Africa. And that is carbon pricing and true carbon credits. And this is my second point. I believe, as you do, President Ruto, that setting a price on carbon emissions is one of the most efficient and one of the most effective tools in our hands because it fosters innovation by the private sector, that's crucial, because it makes heavy polluters pay a fair price, that is necessary, and because it creates revenues that can support the clean transition in developing countries. That's what we need. And this includes also to include the carbon sinks that have been mentioned, and you are rich in carbon sinks here, and to reward this contribution. We have to get there. And a quick look at the market. The market is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Saudi Arabia announced earlier today that they will extend the 1 million barrels per day voluntary cuts until December 2023. This is a clear indication that oil prices trump volumes for the kingdom. Russia also announced the extension of its voluntary export cuts of 300,000 barrels per day until the end of the year. These bullish moves significantly tighten the global oil market and can only result in one thing, higher oil prices worldwide. The decisions surprised oil markets and oil prices reacted strongly and suddenly following the announcements. ICE Brent front month jumped from 88.5 US dollars per barrel to over 90.5 US dollars per barrel, the highest price since November of 2022. The impact these cuts will have on inflation and economic policy in the West is hard to predict, but higher oil prices will only increase the likelihood of more fiscal tightening, especially in the US to curtail inflation. And a quick trip around Africa, the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called for Urgent reforms at the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund saying their policies are unfair to Africa, which is faced with a debt crisis. The UN chief 
was in Nairobi at the High Level Africa Climate Summit, said the reforms should be geared towards addressing what he described as another injustice. Addressing journalists in Nairobi, Guterres said the global finance system is outdated and fair and dysfunctional. He said the push for the just and equitable green transition while supporting development across Africa requires a dramatic course correction. Guterres suggested an effective debt relief mechanism that supports payments, suspensions, longer lending terms and lower rates, and that the multilateral development banks need to be recapitalized and change their business models so that they can massively leverage private finance at affordable rates to help developing countries develop truly sustainable paths. He suggested a 500 billion US dollar stimulus package every year to help developing countries invest in their people and the systems they need. Meanwhile, the world's top financial institutions and banks are fueling climate change crisis by continuously funding the major causes of climate change that governments in the global south are receiving as funding for climate solutions. This is according to a new report titled How the Finance Flows the Banks Fueling Climate Crisis. The report by Action Aid International tracked financial flows from banks to fossil fuels and industrial agriculture in 134 countries of the global south, which include regions of Africa, Latin America, Asia, and Virginia. The report shows that since the sign of the Paris Agreement in 2015, the world's leading banks have allocated a remarkable 3.2 trillion US dollars support the growth of fossil fuels and an additional $370 billion has been directed towards industrial agriculture, the second most significant contributor to climate change. The agreement was initially designed to address climate change through mitigation, adaption and financial support. Under the ZeroNet Banking Alliance, a group of banks committed to aligning their lending and investment portfolios with net zero emissions by 2050. However, the report indicates their public declarations, the scale of their continued fossil fuel and industrial agriculture financing is staggering and none have adequate policies in place to genuinely decarbonize. Teresa Anderson, the global lead on Action International and author of the report, emphasized that global banks frequently make public statements indicating their commitment to addressing climate change. However, she described the extent of their ongoing financial support for fossil fuels and industrial agriculture as nothing short of astonishing. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at with the Dawn.